Hi, it's Paul Camillos. Welcome to Series 5 of Shooting the Breeze. Join me and my co-host Jacinta Gavin as we talk to inspiring players, amazing coaches and the legends behind the scenes and at the grassroots of the game. This marks the start of our fourth year of covering women's hoops and women in hoops and throughout the series we welcome experts like Lyndon Moore from New Zealand and other special guests from across the world to get a global picture of the game. During this series we'll take a closer look at the grassroots and the passionate people at the community level. And of course, the 30th edition of the FIBA Women's Asia Cup will be heading to our shores for the first time to showcase the best women's hoops in our region. Hit that subscribe button and to show your support, rate and leave us a review on iTunes so we reach more listeners. We've spoken about there's so many big time players right now that are actually looking in our direction to come instead of going to Europe. So <laughs> that's going to be exciting to see what people get onto. We're really excited for our first episode on the WNBL 24 free agency. After a major snag, we can finally get into it with NBL 1 East reigning champs, Border Bandits assistant coach, Sammy Mack. Based on the border of the two largest hoop states, Sammy helps us spitball some ideas in an exciting era for up-and-coming talent, the vets that just keep getting better, and incredible imports that are going to be heading to our shores. Since recording this app, there's been, well, a few changes. Alex Sharp has opted out of Perth, but Mackenzie Clinch Hoycard's returning. COE talent Jada Clark has been snapped up by Veerley's UC Caps for her maiden season. And in a crosstown pivot, Sarah Blixavs is landing at the Melbourne Boomers. Michaela Roof is returning to the Champs Townsville Fire. And in an exciting one for the Harborside team, Loz Nicholson is returning to her very first championship team and her hometown with the Sydney Flames. So let the games begin and enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Shooting the Breeze. Joining me as always, my co-host Jacinta Gavind, and we've got a special guest coming up to us from Albury. It's... Sam McDonald, better known as Sammy Mack. Sam, how are you? G'day, g'day, everyone. Good to uh, to see you all again and speak, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about Jacinta's favourite topic, free agency, and there's a lot been going on. So you know what? Let's start it off. We're going to throw it across to you, Jacinta. How do you think that the start of this free agency has gone in comparison to other years? Well, after the stalling of free agency where we were all in great anticipation for free agency to start and then it was stalled with the negotiations between owners, BA, etc., as we covered in one of our previous episodes, I feel like the uh, free agency signings or the signings that have already been announced have made up for that delay. With the big move of Tess Imagine going to Sydney, uh, the big news that Sammy Whitcomb won't be returning to Perth, already enough to get tongues wagging. So, you know, I think the delay is, uh, I can forgive the delay in this situation. <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's let's talk about those few announcements. The big one for everybody, I think, was Sammy Whitcomb. Now, do we think she's going to another team or do we think that she's going overseas? My initial reaction when I heard she wasn't returning to Perth was that I, I assumed she was going to go to Europe, but uh, someone had kindly sent me an article by a West Australian publication which indicated that she was going to stay in the WNBL to help further her chances of gaining a spot in the Olympic team for Paris next year. Um, and then Megan came out on Twitter and confirmed that Sammy does have the intention of staying in the WNBL and won't be going overseas. Yeah, I think that's something you see, isn't it, um, always in that sort of season prior to the Olympics, a lot do return home to play in the local competition with maybe more eyes on them. So I agree. I think that she will be staying in the WNBL. 
and um, might be going to chase the sun from what I've heard. The East Coast sun. Yeah. The East Coast sun. Absolutely. The, the big question will be exactly what East Coast sun are we talking about? Yeah, and for <laughs> how long it stays out. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, obviously the other really big one was Tess Magin to the Flames. Now, obviously there's been a lot of talk about that one and other associated stuff. I mean, let's face it, Melbourne, you know, was pretty much starting with a relatively open team. There weren't many re-signings. So what do we think about that one? Uh, worst kept secret in WNBL in the last 12 months. <laughs> yeah. Typical WNBL rumor mill, but that's why we love it. But it, it makes sense. As soon as Guy Malloy was announced as the interim coach yeah. for the Sydney Flames, still interim, um, obviously, until things are resolved in June, July. Um, as soon as that was announced, we knew the the power he would have to recruit players like Tess Magin and obviously Kayla George, given that they have a strong relationship and championship relationship. So not really surprised. And now we, we're probably expecting Kayla George to sign with the Flames as well, given Guy Malloy is going to be the coach. And given that she is definitely not returning to the Boomers, which the Boomers announced the last couple of days from today when we're recording. Yep. But, yeah, I think it's great. Uh even joked to Tess that she can go do her recovery at Bondi Beach <laughs> and she said it's going to be better than, than Kilda. So. <laughs> I just, just say Kilda Raiders a beach? Uh, that's open for debate. I don't I don't want to be cancelled in Victoria, so I won't say. It's, it's not a bad beach for recovery. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been a few other announcements, you know, like uh, Kate Gaze for the fire, Christy Wallace, uh, Penina Davidson for the Boomers, and as we're recording this, Amy Atwell. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Amy Atwell going back to, to Perth. I was very happy to see that pop up. I think she's she's having a good year with Bendigo in the South Conference of NBL1. Uh, did a great job at the in the three-on-three. Three. And, yeah, I thought she had a great last season. So to bring her back, I think that's really important for Perth and kickstart their signings given, I think, what, 95% of their team was off contract? Uh, no, let me just double-check. Other than the coach, everybody was off everybody contract. Everybody was off contract, 100% of the team. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Now, that brings up an interesting point. I, I don't think I've ever seen a year where so many players were off contract at the one time. Yeah, well, I mean, even look at Southside, you know, they've only got – Dallas and Nards as and well Cardio. on contract. But, yeah, most of the teams. Adelaide as well. I think they're one that didn't have too many. Yeah, Melbourne. I mean, you know, they, they only announced the other day and they had everybody off as well. Mm. I wonder if it's a matter of circumstance in a sense where we had teams like the Canberra Caps last season starting their rebuild phase, even Bendigo more or less restarting their rebuild phase for last season, even though they've now cemented. I think they've got seven contracted players and their coach still contracted for the 23-24 season. Yep. Um, so I wonder if it's just a matter of timing and coincidence that so many teams now find themselves with a large number of free agents. But it looks like that most of the, at least the teams have all got their coaches cemented, whereas last season I think, and the season before, we're still waiting for some teams to sign a coach. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's very true. Okay, so what do you guys think all of this means for all the teams in terms of key remaining slots? So, you know, what key players that are on free agency do you think may move uh, or may be chased by other teams? Do you want to go team by team or just in general? Yeah, we can go team by team. So, like, let's start off with Adelaide. What do you think there? Yeah, Adelaide's an interesting one, isn't it? You've got Marina Whittle, you know, off contract. Mm. Um, she happy to stick around for another season or does she want to get back over to Victoria? Um, Sam Simons, she's moved to Melbourne for NBL1. Could she be looking to come across into the Melbourne, somewhere like that? So a lot up in the air there. Who would you, as a as a coach, Sammy? I mean, the Adelaide have secured Mansfield, Borlays, and Coach Hurst. Uh, Talbot, obviously, a question mark, giving her injury. You, as a coach, Sammy, if you had the current Adelaide roster, who would you be 
prioritizing to re-sign to that team. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Look, Abby Cabillo, she's she's a very solid player. I would be looking at her. I think Chelsea Brook is having a, a pretty solid season at the moment in the NBL one, if I'm correct. So yeah, I'd you know, those younger players, I'd definitely be looking at investing in them. Um, and then adding some solid experience around them, you know. Word floating around, Abby Bishop, who is a free agent. So that would be not a bad addition for them. Yeah, I agree. Um, that rumour of Abby Bishop is really exciting because she'd be back home in Adelaide. She'd be coached by one of her, you know, former close teammates in Matt Hurst when they played at the Caps successfully together for a number of years. And there's definitely room in that roster for like you said, an experienced player, especially someone that's going to play the four or a five. So I think Abby would be a really good fit for Adelaide. I'm expecting uh, Brooke Basham, Chelsea Brooke and Ella Batish to probably get re-signed, particularly Basham and Brooke. I think they're going to get re-signed. Brooke Basham's having a great season in NBL One Central as well for North Adelaide. So I expect her to probably get re-signed. And I am expecting Whittle, as you kind of spoke about before, Sammy, I'm expecting Whittle to look elsewhere. She didn't look very happy towards the end of the season. If you were reading body language uh, on the bench with subbing in some of those later games in the WNBL season, she didn't look very happy. So I I reckon there's potential. This is just me. This is not a rumour either that I've heard so far, but I expect Whittle to perhaps sign with someone like Boomers yeah. under yeah. Chris Lucas. Uh, might be more to her style perhaps. And then she'd be closer to Maylie. And now that Whittle and Maylie are now engaged, I imagine they'd probably want to try and spend a bit more time closer together. But Sam Simons is interesting too because she had a great rookie season when they were still under Chris Lucas. Uh, and then I noticed that her minutes really started to decline when she was under Nat Hurst and she had to really fight for a more court time in the last WNBL season. She's also dating Jack Purchase who – is on the cusp of NBL rosters too, and like you said, both in Melbourne. So I wouldn't be surprised if she signs Boomers under Chris Lucas too. That's definitely where I was thinking, leaning towards, you know, also having a great season with um, the Melbourne Tigers as well. Mm. So I think you might see her pop up there. Okay, so it looks like there, there might be a few eastward shifts out of Adelaide. Mm. Yeah, they need a, they need a solid centre. They really need a solid centre and uh, someone like a Brittany Sykes who can play on the wing, who's really long but is defensive focused to provide a bit more spark on the defensive end to help kind of ignite their offence when they get caught in that half-court stagnant kind of offence that they got caught in the trap of last season. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned with Marina Whittle, I think you're right, she wasn't happy with some of the choices. And I know in uh, one of the games in Sydney, she didn't look too happy with some of the choices that were made in terms of subbing, um, particularly towards the back end of the game. And uh, look, she she seemed to have a good working relationship with Chris Lucas, so that sounds like a good fit. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so rolling into Bendigo, Bendigo is interesting because, like you said, they've got uh, seven who were signed already. Some interesting interesting players who are still out there as uh, free agents. Anyone you think that would particularly slot in well at Bendigo, given the way their season rolled out? Because they, they were doing really well towards the beginning of the season, then the wheels started to fall off as they got further down the road. What do you think was missing there? Oh, a true centre, for sure. Um, yeah. You know, CG23 and Alicia Froling probably playing a little bit out of position. They're best suited for the four spot. Um, so definitely a true centre. But having said that, they did have Megan McKay. She's definitely a great true centre and a really great role player as well. But I think if she had a little bit more backup or if um, Bendigo had a little bit more height uh, under the belt, that probably would have helped too. I also feel like Maylie's performance from the most recent season to her MVP season in the nicest way possible impacted the team as well. She Obviously, that MVP season was fantastic, but I feel like she was playing last season with a little bit too much pressure on herself. And instead of letting the game come to her, probably forcing things a little bit too much. And I think that disrupted the the chemistry of Bendigo last season. I think Coach Kiriyama will be looking for health. I think that was 
the biggest impact on yeah. Bendigo's season was health. You know, um, Kelsey Griffin suffered a significant injury and missed significant time. You know, Abby Wearung, she got injured, I think, three or four times during the season. You know, so she may not have missed a lot, but that stop start for her, putting more focus on rehab over development. And then it also forces players to, to play out of position. I feel like that is a contributing factor to possibly what you alluded to with um, Annalie Maley. She had to go and move to a spot that maybe didn't suit her within their their squad. So, you know, you can't teach it. You can't dine for, for health. But I think if they have that, they can definitely continue on the path or the trajectory that they were on two-thirds of the way through the season. Do you think that the lack of imports on the team also hurt them last year and maybe they should think about trying to get an import in for those times when you really need an impact player? Um, I don't know. I, honestly, you watch the way they played. They were they were solid and yeah. all the way through. And, again, injuries hurt them. I mean, they probably make finals if Kelsey isn't out for, what, the last month of the season, basically. Um, yeah. It changes it a lot. And I guess then we have a different conversation, don't we? I think it's that leadership. Like Kelsey, yeah. obviously, in terms of a player on court, is always going to be missed because she's so good. But they also miss the leadership. You could tell they were lost a couple of times when things started to go awry in the tail end of the season. And they started mm-hmm. to have teams that were really, you know, after playing them around and having a lot more time to scout, were able to match Bendigo a little bit better. And that's a time when you ne- really need some strong leadership to lead the team through uh, those tricky situations. I think sometimes when Kelsey, unfortunately, was sidelined, they were missing that. So it's probably not a matter of needing an import. It's a matter of needing more leadership and more maturity. Agreed. Okay, the Caps. Now, there's an interesting team. They had not a great season last season, let's be honest. But, you know, they've managed to keep the core of the team together. They improved all season, I think. That was that was pretty obvious. Out of the team that's that remains unsigned, who do you think is are the players that they really should be looking to try and re-sign? I'm sure Sammy and I can say the same name on three. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? ready? One, two, three. Swain. Name Swain. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. She is re-signed though, isn't she? I thought something popped up there. Did I see it? No, unfortunately, according to WNBL website that's been keeping up with the free agency list, uh, she's still unsigned. Yep. Yeah, so of the Caps roster that are signed, they've got one, two, three, four, five. They've got six, six signs in Bunton, uh, Tupaya, Melbourne, Munger, Pizzy, Potter. Yes. And so, as we know, Schwagmeyer Belgia retired. Yep. So, unfortunately, she won't be coming back. But I hope she kind of stays I'm not too sure what her plans are because I know that her partner also plays, is also a semi-pro player. So I'm not too sure what um, their plans are, but I'd like, I'd love for her to be still involved in some way, like whether that's a coach or wellness officer or something. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, they got to prioritise getting locking down Swain and locking her down for another two seasons yeah. like they did Jade Melbourne for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think a big one... And while she is contracted, big one for them is Talia Tapia. You know, missed the season with personal stuff going on, has come back, playing with Penrith in the NBL one and putting up some numbers. Yep. Um, so if, I feel like if she is back on board, that's massive for them. They've got Munga back, who's having another cracking season for Newcastle in the NBL one. And then if they can add a legitimate import along with Swain, yep. um, possibly Lizzie Tonks, like maybe she's worthy of being upgraded. Was she a DP or she was she, she was contracted? She was originally a DP and then once Tapaya was uh, unable That's to right, play, she got upgraded to a roster spot. Uh, yeah, I also would love to see Lizzie Tonks come back. Yeah, um, yeah. She's got a lot more to give. Um, interesting. Interestingly, Brittany Smart hasn't been re-signed, so I'm not sure if she's planning to stay or 
look elsewhere, considering that she plays NBL One South in Melbourne. So perhaps she might be keen to stay in Melbourne, and maybe she might be keen to join that big one of the big gaps in the Boom Squad too. Mm-hmm. So that I'm me being me trying to uh, build up some hype and some chat on Twitter as I like to do. Um, <laughs> putting the name of hold on, I better say it right, Monica Cisnano, who was dubbed as the law firm with Caitlin Clark, who recently played for Iowa in March Madness. Just she Clark, didn't she? Yes. So she was drafted by the LA Sparks in the recent WNBA draft, but recently got waived. And so for me, I'm like, hey, you come over here. You come and play <laughs> here. We would love you over here. Great role player, great teammate, leadership qualities, just has – the right feel and culture about her, the way that she handles herself and um, presents herself even in press conferences, I'm like, that's a Caps girl. Like she has the right culture for this young Caps team under Veerly. I reckon she'd be such a good match if we could manage to get her. I mean, that is a complete pipe dream. I don't know if that's there's any possibility in actually getting her to come and play for the Caps. That's someone I would love to see. But also uh, the Bourne sisters, Callie and Izzy Bourne, have both had great college careers. Unfortunately, Callie is, I think she ended up doing either an ACL injury or an Achilles injury just as the college uh, season was ending. But Izzy Bourne, she's a Canberra local, uh, power forward centre player, had a great four or five years with Nebraska, playing with Jazz Shirley and Ruby Potter for part of it. So she's back and is coming back to Australia. So I'd love it if uh, Veerly could snap up Izzy Bourne in some capacity. Yeah, definitely would be good. There's also a few like decent players that are graduating from the COE as well that aren't actually going to college from what I can gather. So, you know, with Veerly's links, um, yeah. could we see some of them pop up? Yeah, hopefully. And someone float. this is a name that someone's floated my way for the Caps, which I really like the sound of, and that's LJ. Oh, the return. <laughs> yeah. Someone floated nice. the idea, LJ, for coming back for potentially her last WNBL season, back to where it all started. Why not? I, I really like that idea. What do you guys yeah. think? Oh, I, th- I think that would be a great story. There's like, how do you put it, there's some romance to that, isn't there? Like yep. just the, <laughs> that final swan song. But you never know if it's a final swan song with her, do you? <laughs> No. <laughs> Call her John Farnham. Yeah. <laughs> now, moving on to a team that's got no end of choices, we're talking about the Boomers. Um, they've only got two signed, Wally and Panina Davidson, and then it's all open season from there. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of big names on there too. Yeah. You know, One for me that I'm sure they'd be looking to try and lock down is um, Mila Goodchild. She is on an absolute tear in the NBL one at the moment, and I think she would be a high priority, high priority. And I'm interested to see whether Leilani sticks around. They were the two people that I wrote as well. So I'm considering this for the Melbourne Boomers to be one of their rebuild seasons, and starting with Wally and Panina is a great start. I'm surprised that Panina didn't follow Guy, considering that they've also got a great history together, but perhaps, you know, she probably still liked Chris Lucas as well and, you know, stayed for whatever reason. I really hope, though, that this means that she'll have a bigger role in the Boomers team. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like she's done her time of being a backup and sitting on the bench, and I'd love to see Panina get a lot more minutes now. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, good child for sure of of those remaining players. I would expect her to get re-signed especially considering she was signed late and made such a great impact mm. immediately and her perfor- great performance is continuing in the NBL 1 South now with Mount Gambia, so I'd expect her to be signed. I would expect Leilani Mitchell to at least be offered. I can't guarantee that she'll definitely be signed, but I, I am pretty confident that Chris Lucas would definitely at least be offering because I know that he was desperate for her to join as the injury replacement controversy that was last year. So I reckon she would at least definitely get a, a pretty positive offer. Yeah, and then I guess there's one name that, that really intrigues me that's popped up just recently in NBL 1 is Alice Cooney. Yeah. Now, I don't know 
how everything works um, in terms of player-coach relationship and stuff like that. But having Alice back at Nana Wadding, um, being in Melbourne, feel like she's been very unlucky not to make some Opal squads. And I think there's a lot of people that would agree. Yep. I would love to see her in the WNBL and Melbourne could be perfect for her. Yeah, I think the Boomers would be a really good fit for for Alice Koenig. You know, it was it's good to see her back and playing the NBL one. She had great season in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. She's got to be. I mean, you really got to think she's got to be in contention or just knocking on the door for an Opal spot as well with the way she's been playing. And I think having the opportunity to show everyone week in and out here in Australia what she's we know she can deliver. It's it's a really good opportunity. Um, I think the big thing is how how she'd fit in with Chris Lucas. Absolutely. That's the big question that I've got. That's all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the answer. I'm hoping so, someone can fill me in. <laughs> from what I've heard, uh, she is going to be sticking around for the WNBL season. Excellent. Um, but from what I've heard, it won't be a Melbourne club. Ooh. Ooh, there we go. Okay, well, let's just hold uh, on to that one because t- yeah. we get to do some wild picks at the end. So, speculation. yeah, speculation. Yeah. Um, Perth, right? Perth's—they announced their first signing. Everybody else is open. I kind of, based off last season performance, I think they'd want to get Lauren Scherf back, and I think they'd really want to try and keep Chloe Bibby. They're the two that I'd, I'd be looking at. Yeah, for sure. They're the priorities for me. I wrote Bibby as a priority, Scherf obviously a priority as well. Um, Scherf and Sammy Whitcomb had the beautiful two-man game with the pick and roll that dug them out of a lot of holes last season. So it would be cool if they had someone like Taya Burrows or if they re-signed Robbie Ryan to step into that role and develop that same two-man game pick and roll action now that Whitcomb is not returning to Perth. So I would be... Atwell, Bibby, Scherf, I mean, that's your young emerging big three for Perth. That could be like a, you know, Bibby and Atwell have potential to be marquee players, but now that Scherf has got a taste of the European League, I'm sure that she'd be tempted to take a European contract instead of perhaps coming back. Yeah, I agree with Chloe, Bibby and Scherf being priorities. Alex Sharp for me is a very important piece to their their team. She's grown each year, which is really good to see. I'm just wondering, and, you know, I, I like the way Robbie Ryan plays, mm. but do they need to look for another PG, uh, a, maybe a combo guard, something like that? I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how the, the Robbie Ryan-Lauren Scherf Pick and roll situation works just because Sammy had that. She's got the the real outside shot. Do you know what I mean? So you can't mm. changes up how the defense is going to got to work. So yeah, I don't know whether they go down that track. Yeah, because one of the other the other things that throws a bit of a spanner in the works of playing overseas in the next season is we're rolling up into an, an Olympic year. So yep. you know, are people going to go? You know what? I'd like to go to Europe, but I'll play here to give myself a better chance to be able to grab one of those Opal slots. That's, yeah, I agree. That's what I, I see. I think, like Jacinda said, Lauren Scherf has had the taste of it. Yep. But she'll she'll put a pin in that for now, stay in Australia to try and maximise her opportunities of going to Paris in 2024. Okay. So then do you bring in an import guard that has experience and maturity to kind of lead this young emerging Perth Lynx team because when you got Atwell, say they do sign Bibby, then I'm expecting that they'll re-sign Sharp, Burrows and Clinch Hoycart. They're all great, but they're all still young, so you need an anchor or a captain of the ship. That's, so perhaps an import PG would be needed. That's what I'm thinking. Mm, well, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of interesting players who got cut from the um, the WNBA who, could, mm. who are potential imports to come back here. But, look, let's just keep on moving through, and we're getting to Southside. Southside's another interesting one. You know, two players signed. Everybody else is a free agent. Some interesting names on that free agency list for them. Like, for me, I think the performance that she put in last season 
Carly Ernst would be one to try and get back. And, you know, Beck Cole. For me, they're the two names that stand out on that team. Yeah, and I wonder as well if they're going to be signed as a package because I know that they enjoy playing together for Waverley in the MBL One South. Um, they both have now have a lot of experience since they were at the Institute back in the day. Like you said, very good role players. Two players that certainly need to be signed somewhere. Yeah. Um, but I'd be interested to see if they'll sign together, like if they both sign to Flyers or if they both go to back to Boomers. Mm-hmm. What's interesting as well is that there's – because, I mean, I think being coached by the same person as well, like do you need a – like I think I know Beck Cole's been probably at Flyers for a while and probably coached by Cheryl for a little while. Does she need a change? Does she need to kind of break the mould a bit and have someone – another set of eyes on her game to take her to that next level? But, yeah, there's still lots of like great talent, especially college talent that have graduated. They've come to Australia. They're playing NBL 1 South right under – the noses of the Melbourne clubs. But, um, yeah, Cole and Ernst, I reckon wherever they sign, they'll be signing together. Yeah, I think you're right there. Um, I think you can expect at least one decent marquee American or import coming in for sure. You would hope they re-sign Sarah Blixarves, but may not happen. (laughs) May not happen. Whoever snags her has got one of the best in the competition. And then, yeah, you've obviously got the – what about Maddie Rochi? What does she do? Does she go back? Does she look for greener pastures? I feel like she pretty much had run of the mill at Flyers mm. in a sense that she looked like she had a good relationship with the coaching staff. She seemed like she had a pretty good leadership position in a sense of what she had control over. So I expect her to re-sign with the Flyers, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I think she'll re-sign. The question I was going to propose to both of you, do you feel like the Flyers are going to have the same budget or are willing to spend the same budget that they did last season? (laughs) Considering Uh, considering the reports that have, you know, the, the chats that have been had between particular club owners and BA uh, in terms of increasing the salary, considering they had a huge roster last season, the likes of LJ and Kayla Thornton. And Kayla Thornton, and you know, she's a flat-out baller, yeah. WNBA yeah. regular. She's not coming over for cheap change. Do the Will the Flyers spend the same budget slash do you think they'll have the same budget as they did last season? Oh, that's... Uh... <laughs> Yes. Okay. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jerry. yes, we'll stop. Okay. Jerry likes to win. Yeah, the deep pockets. And look, I'm going to say that he's, despite all the complaining, he'll spend again only because he spent last season and they didn't come home with the silverware. But I think also Jerry is fantastic for, for women's basketball. You know, he's a proponent of, the women should be paid what they deserve. So it would be a bit wrong to turn around and go, nah, we didn't win, so I'm just going to cut the budget. You know what I mean? Like he's set a standard now and that's where he's going to keep it. That's the way I see it and the way I feel it works. I think for me just in a sense that the roster he had last year was like an absolute stellar roster yeah. that wouldn't have come cheap. So like you said, he set the standard now of like this was the budget we spend. Is that sustainable? Um, for them to continue to spend that amount. If so, great, because then if they can get another a player of the high caliber like obviously LJ, but like Kayla Thornton to come back and play mm-hmm. again, like that's going to be huge. Yeah, That will yeah. be huge. And that could potentially be your marquee player that you're kind of talking about. But um, I don't know if Kayla Thornton, do you think the likes of Kayla Thornton have potential to come back? Yeah, well, that's interesting. I'd love it. She was awesome to yeah. watch. Mm. It was so good to watch, so it would be very cool. But, God, like we've spoken about, there's so many big-time players right now that are actually looking in our direction to come instead of going to Europe. So <laughs> that's going to be exciting to see what people get onto. Okay, let's move on to the Sydney Flames with an interim coach, Guy Malloy, and four signings, which is Tiana Mangakahia, Emma Clark, Kira Rowe, and Tess Madgen. 
I think we're all pretty comfortable with the fact that Kayla George is a short priced favourite to go into to the Flames. Look, out of the out of the names that are sitting there, the one that stands out for me, and I know this is probably not the first name that people would look at, is I think Vanessa Panousis. And the reason for that is coming off the bench, she's got that level of maturity and provides, you know, that that leadership that you rarely get coming off the bench. Right. We saw that last season, and it, it seemed to work well at the back end of the season when the Flames really cranked up their performances. Other than that, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, Ness was Ness was the one that I was like, I expect them or would want them to re-sign her next, 100%, for the same reasons that you said, Paul. Ness was on my, on my list of people to re-sign. I know that Maddie Allen had a really great season as well for them, coming back into WNBL. But I think she's in two minds of uh, returning to the WNBL and perhaps re-signing with an interstate club, given that she's from Queensland. I think uh, when I spoke to her in the past, it was more the terms of the lifestyle and the sacrifices you've got to make, you know, going back and forth. So I think that was kind of playing on her mind a bit. So I'm not too sure if she's going to re-sign. But I'm expecting the likes of Indy. She's playing NBL 1 North with Townsville. She's in a good position just to stay at Townsville, right? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if she stays there and ends up getting a roster spot with the fire, which we'll probably get into who who's free from their list, who she could potentially replace. But then, you know, how do you guys feel now that Guy Malloy is the interim coach? Is he going to try and uh, recruit more former Boomers players that he had a couple of years ago, the likes of Lily Scanlon is a, technically a free agent. Mm-hmm. She had to miss last season with the Boomers due to a long-standing injury, but she's back playing NBL One South, so she'd probably be keen to come back. Do you think he would go that far to recruit players like that? Well, I mean, players will go with a coach that they know and they feel comfortable with, won't they? So he's going to have that kind of pull. And it was last gig was the Boomers, so. I think you could say yes to he will have that pool and we'll be probably contacting them. But I guess we do have to talk about the rumour of Loz Nicholson coming back. She's playing NBL 1 again with Sutherland, you know, loves the lifestyle, being around family and stuff in Sydney. I think it would be awesome awesome for the Flames to have her. And then looking at that, does that then pull in Eliza Fabro? Um, Loz Nicholson's mate who's now playing with Sutherland so there's another from Townsville do a trade uh, India for for Eliza I guess just who knows <laughs> it's all up in the air <laughs> but Keely Froling's also listed as That's a free right. agent yeah. so yeah. she's a, probably the biggest question mark next to Ness you would want to prioritise re-signing her and then Ness and then the rest you could kind of have the room to play around with. I really wanted uh, – so Tim Suarez was the import for the Sydney Kings last season. His sister Stephanie has just graduated from college and was drafted number seven in the recent WNBA draft. And I was like, right, if that doesn't work out, Hoops Capital have got to sign Stephanie Suarez for the Flames. Because <laughs> What a great story that would be. Absolutely. Having both absolutely. Suarez as playing for Hoops Capital. But unfortunately she's injured anyway, oh. so – she won't be playing any basketball for the next 12 to 18 months, it looks like. But, yeah, lo- can you imagine this team with the likes of Tiana, Loz, Froling, Majin, Kayla George yeah, as, like, your potential got, starting five? Yeah. And then you've Nuts. got, like, weapons in Emma Clark and Kira Rowe coming off the bench. Like, yeah. I was really stoked when Kira Rowe re-signed and I saw Emma Clark was still on, on contract there. Yeah. Mm. Two exciting players for for the Flames last year, particularly in the back end of the season. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Victoria is doing some good work there, you know, trying to build a really positive culture and a good space. So that's obviously going to draw people in and look to the Flames to be up the top there. So, yeah, like one of our loyal STB listeners pointed out on Twitter, they may end up getting that championship in the three years as they planned, but perhaps oh, yeah, not yeah. under the coach that was contracted for said three years. <laughs> yeah, it's it's reset and start again on that three-year journey. Mm. So, look, let's look at the last team here, which is Townsville. They've got Steph Reed, Courtney Woods, Zatina and Kate Gaze. A lot of speculation around some of the players that are in the free agency list. 
for me, the ones that they would want to re-sign, now whether it happens or not is another question, they've got to be wanting to re-sign Lauren Nicholson. Now, whether it happens or not is a whole other question, but that's that's one of the people they would want to be re-signing. And I also think that one of the other players who really came in and put in some really good performances off the bench was Lara McSpadden last season. So I would see that that would be a player that they'd want to look to. And also Crystal Ledger-Walker, she did some really good stuff as well. So they're the three names, and I know there's question marks, as we've said, around Loz Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Now, Roof isn't listed on the WNBL website as a free agent, yep. but she's also yep. not listed as signed. So I'm going to guess that she is was signed for two years and it's just not listed. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's the one person yeah. I would yeah. be prioritising is Roof. Mm-hmm. And then Ledger Walker. They're the two that I would probably be prioritising from that existing roster. Uh, unfortunately, Jaeger went from a DP at the Flames to a roster spot at the Fire, yeah. which was excellent, and then unfortunately had to miss the season because of injury. But she's also now back on court, so it would be interesting mm-hmm. to see if Shannon's going to give her another chance as a roster spot. Um, what do you reckon, Sammy? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Ruth, you know, carried the momentum of a stellar NBL1 season last year into a, a really good campaign back in the WNBL. And she just brings um, a known quantity, doesn't she? She's solid. You know you're going to get good rebounding out of her. You're going to get some scoring and just do the, the little intangible things. Um, Nasea Parker-Williams, mm. you know, she was a DP last year. Um, she's having a, a pretty reasonable season with Jundaloop at the moment. So I would be interested to see whether she maybe comes back or does she stay in Perth, possibly, for links. But she would be someone I'd look at, really, really solid player. Um, only played seven games last year, but good size and young. Good length, good length yeah, too. Absolutely. I would love absolutely. I would love for uh, Nishaya to have another crack next season, whether it's Perth or Townsville, either way. I would love to see her in an, in um, re-signed somewhere, even if it's a second stint as a DP. Yeah, really good length, like you said, young, athletic. Yeah, hopefully she'll get another shot. But uh, the rumours that I have for the fire is Ooh. Whitcomb, Samuelson and Alice Kunick. Ooh. Oh, right. <laughs> right, that is hey, not bad. That. That's a lot of that shooters. Would be, a that lot would be a lot of firepower in that team. It's a lot of yeah. shooters. Like, I mean, we know that the championship team and their high shooting percentage and execution in the half court, I mean, definitely got them that championship. Like their commitment to their offense and, this, and to the Shannon systems was outstanding and any one of them is a walking bucket. Mm. So that's a lot of firepower. That's a lot of ball sharing. Yep. I know that. It is a situation where some people will have to sacrifice the number of shots they ultimately would want to take. But if it means you're under the nose of, you know, a emerging Opals coach yeah, and yeah, the right, cha- right. reigning championship coach uh, playing at home, I think you're in a pretty good position for a, a, a lot of good opportunities. So if those three sign, oh, my gosh, game over. I'm interested too because Samuelson is – I just saw she's been signed to a hardship contract. Yeah. And uh, WNBA Sparks. And then what do they do with Tiana Hawkins? Oh, I would love for her to come back too. She was probably one of my favourite players yeah. last season. Yeah. And especially yeah. in that role of the 4-5, she was so versatile inside, outside, did not <laughs> did not even want to like stop playing yeah. a minute, didn't, didn't want to sit down in a break, just wanted to keep running and running. Like I love having those people in the leagues. But... If she doesn't re-sign, that's big shoes to fill, isn't it? Absolutely. That's massive, massive. But I guess Shannon can just look at going a different route in the way that he he plays the game when you've got the firepower of Whitcomb. Oh, yeah. You know, Koenig <laughs> and Samuelson. Yeah. Really if that happens, if, if it, it happens. happens. It's all happens. rumors Absolutely. and speculation. It's all speculation. But speculation's now- cool, isn't it, Larry? It's oh yeah, we love how. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're about to we're yeah. about to get into the really specky part now, and this is where we said pick three players on the free agency list, and what team would you like to see them in? So this is like forget everything else that we were just talking about. If you could pick three players out of that list, 
what team would you like to put him into? Oh, that's pretty big considering I've also prepared a list of people who are back home in Australia or are technically free agents that weren't playing WNBL last season that could definitely compete for spots with the current free agents. That's okay. Any three names that you want to throw in the ring? <laughs> well, uh, have you have you prepared a list of three, Sammy? Look, it's like doing Triple J's hottest <laughs> day. Ten, ten songs, and I'm at about thirty right now. So, <laughs> yeah, look, I don't have a prep list. For me, I feel like during the conversation, going team by team, I think I've already expressed the existing free agents that were with a previous team I'd like to see re-signed anyway. Mm. But to throw in some extra names uh, just to make things complicated. I already spoke about Monica Cisnano who came from Iowa. Mm -hmm. So I'll put her to the side. She doesn't count. Alex Fowler has just graduated from Portland. She's playing NBL1 North for Townsville. So I would love to see her signed to Townsville as well. Uh, She's also a Townsville local, so makes sense. She was a superstar for Portland. Um, Chantel Horvat, she's playing for Geelong at the moment, NBL1 South. So she went to UCLA. She had a little bit of time in the WNBA, I think. Was it with the Sparks? No. Ah, uh, oh, who was it? Anyway, she had a bit of time with the WNBA last season and then was waived because I think she had a training contract. It was the Sparks, mm-hmm. so my memory's still intact. That's good. <laughs> then she uh, played in Poland with Alana Smith and had a great season over there. But now that she's back on home soil, love for someone to snap her up. So while we're rebuilding the Melbourne Boomers, uh, I could see her either with the Boomers or. With Bendigo, I could see her slotting in in, yeah, in yeah. Bendigo being another experienced, prolific scorer with some length that can play on the wing. So as that's two. See now, I'm tossing up here between a couple of other players. There's Ella uh, Tofe. No, oh no, I said that so poorly. Um, she's playing for Geelong as well. She's just graduated from Texas Tech. Would love to see her snapped up somewhere. Kylie Shook has just been waived by Phoenix. Now she played for Adelaide Lightning. She's probably somewhere that could slot into that five spot in the likes of Bendigo or maybe even Townsville to fill, try and fill Tiana Hawkins' shoes. And Charlie Collier, who was the number one draft pick in WNBA not too long ago, was recently waived by the Dallas Wings, which was an absolute travesty. (laughs) She was a big player with the Texas Longhorns a few years ago, played next to Izzy Palmer. Mm-hmm. who now plays for Utah. Um, so I don't know if that's realistic to get her snapped up. But in summary, because now I've gone off track, Alex Fowler, Izzy Bourne, Chantel Hordevat, those three of the locals. Oh, Ella um, Tofa, who's playing for Geelong. They're, they're the four local girls who have on home soil, finished college. Someone sign them up, please. And they could very easily compete for an existing spot and compete with the existing free agents. So the end, sorry, that went around the world and back. (laughs) That is a good one. So on my list, I wouldn't really call it a list. (laughs) 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 Literally just jotting down names. You did mention what Alana Smith, you know, leading in again, leading into an Olympic year, coming back, has links to Adelaide. She's a Melbourne girl. So Melbourne Boomers, uh, Southside Flyers on the phone. Flyers Uh, might have the budget. Yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Um, Another one for me, Darcy Garbin. Yeah. You know, coming back. Uh, Would love to see her back in the league. But does she go to a Melbourne team? Having played South Conference last time for Frankston. So they're... Two Aussies, and look, honestly, you could put a blindfold on and throw a dart at the board with all of that amazing talent just coming out of college that's just been waived from the the WNBA. Like, to land some of them that would have a chip on their shoulder about, you know, being waived, missing out, and they'd have a real point to prove. So I would love to see someone try and snap those players up. And then also, you know, we spoke about the Aussies, like such solid impressive college resumes for some Aussies that are just 
finishing up, I'd mm. really like to see us rope them in and have them playing where we can watch them. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm lost for words. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take a different route. I've got three names. I'm going to say I would like to see these three players show up on the Sydney roster only because... You got a bit of bias. No, I just I live I live in Sydney. It means that you know, <laughs> right? So out of all the names, I'd like to see Loz Nicholson, Al Koenig, and Shanice Swain suit up for Sydney. Sheesh. with Tess and yeah, holy moly, and Kayla. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if wow. You, look, if you that's an Opal squad. That's not Sydney play. <laughs> hey, look, if, if you're trying to get the get the chip within three years. What better way to start? Mm. <laughs> you just go on the super team. Yeah, why not? Las Vegas Aces and New York Liberty. And, and Southside Flyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. well, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, between Laws and Swain, they have reasons to sign for Sydney. They have off-court reasons yeah, to yeah, sign for right, Sydney yeah. in terms of family and relationships. So that mm-hmm. would make perfect sense. Yeah. And Kunick will hopefully get you know, some of the court time and salary that she would deserve coming back to WNBL if she were to play Sydney as well. We need to petition. Alex Koenig needs to be in the WNBL. Oh, absolutely. She needs to be in an Opal squad. Yeah, definitely. And the fact that she was even not considered for the most recent 3x3 teams as well, like I'm not too sure who she's done wrong. Intentionally or accidentally, but something has happened. I don't know why she keeps getting omitted from these lists. And I don't believe it's because she's been overseas and forgotten about because the likes of Beck Allen's played overseas for yeah. Yonks. Yeah. I don't know. Someone, someone needs to, to answer this big mystery as to why the likes of Cunic can even be sure keep getting left off these Aussie squad lists. I agree. But... I'm looking forward to seeing Alex Koenig on Australian soil yep. and playing WNBL basketball and proving to people outside of those that follow the European leagues how damn good she is. Oh, yeah. Guys, we're definitely going to have to come back and revisit free agency in, in a while to see how it's progressed and how things have developed. Thanks so much for your time today. It's been great talking about this stuff. There's obviously a lot of changes that are going to be coming to a lot of teams, uh, and it's going to be really interesting to see how it all pans out. Thanks so much for joining us. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. I hope I offered something of substance. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thanks, guys. Shooting the Breeze can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast with all your friends.